This is Trust the Wizards podcast, episode number 96. My name is Chirizzo Garbanzo, and his name is Kicker of Elves. Good evening. Are you all right? I'm fine. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. I'm uh, obviously distancing. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, as we as we speak. Uh, but I've got a joke for you. Do you want to hear a joke? Well, go on then. All right. It's a, it's a Yorkshire joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So there's this uh, this Yorkshire fella, and he's he's got a really badly cat, and okay. uh, he's uh, he's very very worried about this cat. It's got mange all over it, and uh, it's in a in a terrible state really. So he he takes it to to veterinary, and he says, "Now then, veterinary, got this very badly cat here." And the the vet says, "Ah, okay. What's the matter with it?" He says, "Well, it's got." got mange all over it and it's got sort of leaky eyes and one of its paws don't work properly it's uh, it's a right mess that says is it is it a tom bloke says no i've got it here <laughs> oh yeah yeah good and from a yorkshire tom to the yorkshire buffalo tom this is the edsel auctioneer with undertow
So that was uh, the Edsel Auctioneer, a band from, from Leeds from 1992, the album Simmer, uh, and that was the song Undertow. Um, funnily enough, they, they uh, supported Buffalo Tom, actually, and, and the wedding present back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with them? I know the name, never heard them before, uh, but uh, it's very good. I can, you, can, you can hear the uh, Buffalo Tom... Uh, uh, Teenage Fan Club, Dinosaur Junior, bits in yeah. there, can't you? Definitely. Yeah, yeah Husker do, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and interestingly, I've, I've, I haven't listened to this album for years, but uh, I, uh, I pulled it out um, by accident, like you do these yeah. days. Everything gets pulled out by accident, doesn't it? Um, and the uh, the second side of the album, is it's not an A, a and a B side on the album. Yeah. Uh, the, a, the, the one side is called High Fields. Yeah. And, and the other side is called Low Fields. Yeah. And do you do you get that reference? The low fields. Uh, are they places in Leeds? Well, the low fields was the the old East Stand. So the you know where the, we've got this big stand now. You've been to Elland Road and when you looked yeah. across and enjoyed the singing. I think I remember you particularly enjoying the singing of our anthem at the beginning of the game. Um, and that that big that, well, that big one song that one song you've got apart from the one that just goes Leeds 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 that one. Says a QPR fan. We got loads Honestly. of songs. Do, do, do we, we want to have songs. a song off? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Anyway, yeah, you, so that, that great big stand was built after we won the league in 92. But before then, it was the low field stand, so it was just all terracing and there were pens and it was notoriously rough. Um, so that's the low fields, is yeah. that, that side there. So I, I assume that's where it's named after. It might not be. Do you know what the band's named after, though? The Edsel Auctioneer. Do you know what that is? Or was? Uh, no. Yeah. Edsel, Edsel sounds like a. Some kind of, I was going to say some kind of vehicle. I was going to guess trains, but uh, I, I can't remember. Is it, it, I think it might be a Ford, but it's certainly a, a type of car. But um, famously, it was it unfortunately looked like a lady's lower parts. Oh, like a beetle bonnet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a record label as well, isn't it? One of the, it's one of the record labels associated with Demon and Fiend and all those ones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good stuff. I, I recommend you look. They've got two albums that band, and they're both excellent. So there you go. Okay, next up we're going to play a song by uh, Chairman of the Board, uh, which is on Edsel Records, uh, re- a re-release on Edsel Records, I've just noticed. Wow. Um, originally, this was, uh, they were one of the bands who joined um, Holland Dozier Holland. Holland Dozier Holland, who wrote so many songs for Motown, and then they left Motown and they set up their own uh, labels in, in Philadelphia. And uh, Chairman of the Board were one of the bands they signed. Chairman of the Board, famously, the most famous song is uh, Give Me a Little More Time. It's uh, the big hit, but they've got a few others. And uh, their singer, General Johnson, I think his name is, General something or other, he, he is famously influential on the vocal style of one Kevin Rowland, big, big yeah. popular singer around these parts. Um, Anyway, I bought this, this is a double CD, and I bought it because I really like, I knew the song uh, Life and Death, Life and Death Part 1 and Life and Death Part 2, which is on this album called Skin I'm In, uh, which is a bit more gritty and funky, uh, uh, whereas the first, uh, but it came as like a double CD, so the second CD is Skin I'm In plus bonus tracks from Skin I'm In, uh, which is an album from 1974. Uh, but it also comes with, on the disc one, it's got an album of theirs from 1972 called Bittersweet. It's also got a bonus album, which is uh, an album called uh, Aries, as in the star sign, by a guy called Danny Woods, who was one of the other singers in Chairman of the Board. 
uh, and and I guess a bit like a bit like some of the Motown bands and the Temptations and Marvin Gaye who who went in between sort of the years early years of the seventies they went a bit more political and a bit more hard hitting and a bit more funk but. This one is from their the 1972 album again, which is still just total pop music, really. Um, and in fact, this one was a bit was a minor hit single in the UK, and it's called Elmo James. This is the sad but true story about Elmo James. Brothers and sisters, lend me your ears.
that was Elmo James by Chairman of the Board, which made it to number 21 in the UK singles charts in 1972. Some fantastic vocals on there. Uh, love the harmonica. What a sad story, though. Sad story yeah. of poor old Elmo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of a story that Springsteen might talk about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on. I thought you were going to say something. All right, yeah, good. I enjoyed that. Anyway, uh, all right, I'm going to play a song uh, from a band who were around in the mid '80s um, and split up around, I think, 1989 or something like that. Is it Kajagugu? Uh, no. Good. Uh, Excellent. They, yeah, they but they reformed. So it split up in 1989. So I think they started about 85, something like that. 85, 89. They split up before they'd made an album. Uh, but uh, a number of really good singles, a lot of which I bought, and unfortunately which I don't have anymore. Um, anyway, they, they reformed in 2013, I think. Uh, a few more singles came out. A couple of singles. There was one in 2013. I think one came a, a couple of years later. And then there was a single out again at the end of last year. And then... Uh, this year, they've released their first album, their debut album, I suppose you could call it. Uh, the self-titled album by, any idea? The Flatmates. Mm. Yeah, so the flat, Flatmates. Hang on, the thing. Flatmates? Yeah. They've only got, they've only just, no, I, I've got a CD of theirs. It won't from be years ago. Well, well, it could be a collection of singles. They've oh, had a maybe, couple of okay, compilations. Maybe it is, there. maybe it is, yeah. Um, but this is their their first proper album, ah. um, and it, it's, it collects the, the, uh, the a couple of the most recent singles, so going back 2013, um, and it's great. I mean, it's, they they sound exactly the same, we, even though the singer is different. I think the the lead singer um, is uh, a different woman now. She's much um, younger. I've, I saw them last summer supporting the wedding present in uh, Chester, yeah. and yeah, it's definitely not the same singer. It's not she's the same way singer. too young. Yeah. They, they they sound they sound fairly similar. I think. Yeah. Uh, in that it's great. The, the album is fantastic. It's one of my favourite albums of the year so far. So it's a self-titled album by the Flatmates, and it was a difficult choice to decide what to play. But I'm going to play you uh, something in my eye.
the flatmates with Summer in Your Eye, or My Eye, um, mm. and there's a lot to love about that song, obviously, yeah. uh, not least the fact that it's got hand claps and trumpets on it. Yeah. Um, Tim Burgess, in one of his album listening parties uh, recently, Ezra Furman album listening party, he said that hand claps are proven to increase the quality of a song by 71%, which is, right. we've said similar on this podcast before, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think we were specific with the percentage. <laughs> I checked while we were listening to the song, uh, and you're quite right, the CD I have, which is called Potpourri, oh, yeah. uh, is just a collection of singles and demos. Yeah. Um, and it, it's very good, but um, the 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 flatmates were part of um, the two two compilations that really um, I've spoken to about on this podcast before. Very nice. Uh, I should explain to the listener that you're holding up a badge saying "Shut up and kiss me," which is uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. it's not to be encouraged during. Well, well, apart from the fact that it wouldn't make very good listening for the podcast, <laughs> but also. It's impossible from over this distance. I'm sure people have tried <laughs> over webcams. Flatmates, but, flatmates so, single, it's, it's um, another one of their songs. But yeah, like, like life-changing uh, compilations called Indie Top 20 that came through with a Melody Maker in, in about 1986 or something, 87 or something, which was mm. the first place I heard The Wedding Present, uh, the first place I heard Half Man, Half Biscuit, the first place I heard Joy Division. And they, they, there was two volumes. There was Volume 1 and Volume 2, and there was a single called Happy All The Time, by the flatmates on one of them, and oh, yeah. another one called "I Could Be in Heaven" on the other yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, great. Now then, talking of great stuff, uh, is it time for me to rootle around in your box? Indeed, it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I have the box t- right here. So uh, I, I chose. A, I think I've chosen thirteen. That's right. Yeah, and I've got uh, the box right here. And as usual, there's three rows of CDs with about eighty mm-hmm. in each row. Okay, well, I'd like you to go to the bottom row, please. Okay. And I'd like you to choose number 24. Okay. And uh, Galbant has left the screen now. I can't see him, which is good, because earlier on I I saw his bottom, which, you know, it's a fine bottom, but there's no need to fill the screen with it, is there? So he's having a little rootle round now. Uh, Okay. I think I've done quite well in the past. Oh, it's it's an album. It's an album. Uh, It's a, it's a, it's twelve songs on it, and we have played um, one of the songs off off it on a one of our best of the year podcasts in the past. Um, go on then, choose okay. one to twelve. One to twelve, okay. Ten. Ten, okay. So the album is White Reaper. White Reaper does it again by White Reaper, and the song you've chosen is called Wolf Trap Hotel.
So nestling in between Wendy and Lisa, the Werefrogs, Whipping Boy, Westfield Mining Disaster, disaster Jim White and the White Stripes, that was yeah. White Reaper. Mm. You, I was quite excited about this box because you chose one for the bottom row, Kicker, but if you've chosen for the middle row, the middle row is almost entirely the wedding present, and that, that's about <laughs> the fifth mention they've had on this podcast already. Um, <laughs> well, sorry about that. No, it's all right. I'm sure we'll play them again on a future podcast. <laughs> okay, and now, so, now I'm going to choose from your uh, yeah, voluminous you see, shelves. Have a, have a look in the stacks. Okay, well, so, uh, I've, I've chosen already because it was... Um, it would have been the FA Cup final the other day. Mm. So only one player has ever scored for QPR in an FA Cup final. Uh, and he was wearing the number two on the back of his shirt. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go for shelf number two. And Excellent. that Cup final was played on the 22nd of May. So I'm going to go for the, 22, the 22nd record on the uh, second shelf. Well, OK, so if I could just pull this out. I can see where you're going. Can you see what that says? I, 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 know why that, I, can, I know where that part of your... Um, I can see the big smile on your face as well. Well, the, uh, what I'm showing you there is a, a label for Robert Pollard. So there's, there's a lot of Robert Pollard yeah, stuff in here. I, I, know, I know that that is the area where you keep all your GBV-related vinyl. So let's have... Sadly, sadly, most of it is, is before then. And oh. I, I think you, we're going to get into the A's here. So 22, did you say? Yep. Right. It could be ABBA. Could be ABBA, ladies and gentlemen. Just keep on listening, and you could get to hear that ABBA song. Because we, you never get to hear ABBA these days, do you? You never hear ABBA on the radio. No. No. Okay. All right. It might be okay. ABC. It could be Adam oh. and the Ants. All right. Okay. So. Uh... Ah, nice. Okay. So, uh, uh, how many songs have you got? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Ten. Well, let's go for, I'm going to side one, track one. Okay, so this is the adult net with Take Me. Sleeping sweetly, I walk one night. Looked out the window with the candlelight. The flowers that bloom in the night. The scent fills the
So that was uh, The Adult Net with Take Me from the album uh, The Honey Tangle. Um, Brett Smith, of course, on, on vocals there. Any idea who's on guitar? I was going to say, it's basically The Fall without Marky Smith, wasn't wasn't it? The Adult Net? Well, no. No. Uh, Craig Gannon on guitar. Oh, right. Yeah, so this was after the Smith split. So... Yeah. Was it like the the uh, you know basically the bass drums and guitar, basically the Smiths but not Morrissey and Mark? No. <laughs> no. Do you know who's on drums? Uh, I was going I was going to say Mike Joyce. Clem Burke. Oh right. Yeah. So so I mean some big hitters there. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty neat album that actually I, I haven't listened to that for a long it was, time. It's, so, very, yeah. it's very catchy. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's reminding me of sort of other. Bands from the same era, you know, the Primitives and Voice of the Beehive, Darling Buds. Yeah. It was very much in that vein, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that had a bit of a hit, didn't they? Was was Incense and Peppermints a hit? I definitely covered it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember any any. I remember them being around. I don't remember any of their songs. You listened to the Trust the Wizards podcast. That is ongelooflijk. Kickers Cooking Corner, Kickers Cooking Corner, spelt with three K's, Kickers Cooking Corner. Ah, now then. Uh, oh. Uh, well. Yep. Well, well. How about Kickers mm-hmm. Compost Competition? Would you go with this? Is, it, is it a competition? Ki- it's a competition that Kicker is in. Can others enter it? No, well, yes, but not via us. Okay, let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. You're looking a bit annoyed, but let me explain. Yeah. Right. You'll, you'll be familiar with the band The Cool Greenhouse, won't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on my best of the year last year, in fact. Excellent band. Anyway, they've, they've just released their debut album, which uh, arrived at uh, Kicker Towers today. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with a secret packet of seeds. And uh, there's a competition related to these seeds. Uh, basically, you can win the, uh, I guess it's the original, um, album art. Yep. If, your, if your seeds are the first to germinate. And whoever has the, the tallest plant that's grown from these seeds at the end of the year will win a mystery prize from the band. Now... You know me, I like something for free. Uh-huh. So so I've I've entered this competition with Gusto today, taking time out from work. With who? With Gusto. He's, he's, he's the guy out of the Super Furry Animals, isn't he? It's like rhubarb and Gusto. Okay, cause carry on, carry on. Anyway, and uh, I've taken these seeds, and uh, with help and advice from uh, Mrs. O'Elves, I've planted them up into six six little pots with a variety of um, compost or soil, I suppose, some might call this. Um, and uh, the tip, if there is one, is is that because these are unknown seeds, we don't know the best type of soil. So I've got three three different types of soil. I've got, I've got your soil, which looks like, I'm going to use a technical term here, mud. Mm-hmm. And then I've got something that, that seems to be the hair from a coconut, in sort of mulch form, right. and I'm sure there's a technical term for that, but I won't bore you with it. So I've got a pot with that in, and then I've got another pot which is half and half, 
a bit like the you know the scouse thing with chips and rice with everything. Yeah. Half and half. So I've got and I've got seeds in these three pots indoors and similarly outdoors. So I've got six entrants to this competition. So we, you don't know what the seeds are. No, you don't. Know. So have you got the same seeds as all the other fans of this band, or or? Let's, let's assume that would be a fair competition, wouldn't it? Really. Well, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, there you go. See, so types of compost, three types of. I mean, and it could be something you eat, couldn't it? At the end. Well, so is that why? So is it? It better be because otherwise, this whole cook. It's it's not really cooker's cooking corner, is it? It's kind of kind you of pre cooking, pre pre cooking. Well, again, right. you haven't told us how to cook anything, have you? But it's the growing bit, and you've got to grow before you. But cook. what if it grows into a? I don't know, some kind of flower that you can't eat. You can fucking eat it. Don't be stuffed. You can't eat... Well... Kicker's Cooking Corner Kicker's Cooking Corner Shall we just change it to... There is no cooking in it. Kicker's Cooking Corner So a long time ago, right at the start of this whole lockdown thing, I wrote a blog post about um, one of the things that was helping me to get through uh, the days, and it was all about Steve Naive, the, the keyboard player from the Attractions from Elvis Costello's band, or the Imposters as they're called these days, um, and how he's been doing videos from his house uh, of just him playing some songs, uh, all kinds of different songs, many of his own. Some of uh, Elvis's stuff, lots and lots of Elvis's stuff, and uh, all kinds of other stuff as well. Leonard Cohen, he's done a lot of uh, uh, Tom Waits stuff. He's been brilliant, and he's got his uh, his son with him, who's also an amazing singer, and his wife is also a very good singer. Uh, it, it seems that after about uh, fifty five videos or so, uh, all of which you can go onto his uh, Facebook page and watch. But it seems like he might have decided to stop doing it from now. Uh, but I'm not sure about that. But along the way, what a, what a treat it's been. He's done several shows where Elvis Costello was dialed in from his home in, in Canada. And they've attempted to play songs uh, through the link, which, which, which doesn't work. Technically speaking, it doesn't really work because it's very, very difficult for them to play in time. And by the time it gets transmitted out, it's... Um, you know, it's patchy versions at best, but but it's just seeing the chemistry between them and seeing these two old mates uh, uh, meet up and play some fantastic songs. And, they, and as Elvis said several times, it means they get to play a lot of songs uh, that they don't normally play because uh, they can play exactly what they want with no expectation for people to hear the hits. Uh, he's done a similar one with Chris Difford. He did another one with Glenn Tilbrook, uh, both dialing in. He's done a special of Girls' Names. He's done a special of uh, um, clothes, um, and he's done a special on colours. And I'm currently uh, writing a blog post on that very subject, where I'm choosing my favourite Elvis Costello songs with colours in the title. Okay, uh, and uh, there's a lot, there's a lot, but in particular, there's a lot uh, for the colour blue. Uh, there are, there's not a single one for grey, for purple, for pink, or for yellow, or for orange. But there's, uh, there's a few reds, a few greens, uh, a couple of browns, a couple of blacks, and loads and loads of blue ones. Uh, so I'm going to play you one of those. This is from an album that I know that uh, 
our fellow wizard Rebel Rickett is uh, feels the same as me that this is an underappreciated gem in Elvis's back catalogue. The album uh, came out in 2002 called When I Was Cruel, and this song is called My Little Blue Window. This is a calling card, maybe it will be a farewell note. The poison fountain pen now requires the antidote. And I should become a shrinking fly Just punch me on the arm This could be our finest hour Till now this was my view But I'm counting on you sound that much like that. It's a bit of an outlier on that album because it sounds a bit more like something off Blood and Chocolate or something like that. Um, uh, I, I discovered that it's not. It's a song that's been played fairly sparingly live by Costello. He played it quite a lot in 2002, uh, mm. but he's not played it very much since. But I did discover that I saw the very first ever live performance of that. Well, how about that? Uh, thanks to Elvis Costello Wiki page on uh, 16th of <laughs> April 2002. 
at the London Astoria, which was actually the day that When I Was Cruel came out. It was released yeah. on that day, and he opened the gig with it. I remember that. Well, yeah. I, I look on my shelves. I've actually got that album. I didn't realise that I had it, to be fair. Uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if I've played it much. Looking at the, the track list now, I do remember 45. That was a good song. It I is like a good that. song, yeah. It's, it's a really good album. It's, it's not one that gets a lot of love, but both me and Rebel uh, love it a great deal. And it's, mm. it's one of Mrs. Garbanzo's favourites as well. Yeah. Um, right, I've, I've got a bit of correspondence, by the way. Oh. Uh, doing the is it, uh, is it hate mail? Well, kind of. I mean, doing the uh, um, the cooking corner or whatever you you know whatever it's supposed to be yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the cooking the corner culinary corner. Uh, yeah, I've got. We had a, a um, said um, uh, a, 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 some a, a message here from Mike C, and he writes. <laughs> Uh, has Chorizo tried the pie noodle yet? Ah. Uh, seems like the waste of a good pie to me. Kicker needs to stick to music. Ah. Oh, well, that's why. Okay. So you know, that's a compliment of sorts. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we had another piece of correspondence based on uh, the the Urusai Yatsura ah. thing uh, that we talked about a while ago. Yes. Uh, we played a song by Urusei Yatsura, and they said that uh, we. What was it you said that the, the name translated from? Well, in don't Japanese? blame me. This is this is Kicker Junior's fault if it's wrong. He's he seemed to think it was noisy guys or noisy boys. Right. Well, I've got a message here uh, from Simon in Islington, and he says, no. uh, "Just listen to podcast number ninety-five. Got to the bit about the Glaswegian band Urusei Yatsura, and I knew there had to be more to it." Then uh, just uh, he used to live in in Tokyo. It says, and uh, oh. uh, uh, yeah, it had to be more to it than just noisy noisy boys or noisy people. Uh, yatsu is is colloquial for people, and yurusai it does mean noisy. Uh, so the first bit, uh, yeah, kind of means noisy people, but it wasn't much of a name for a band or a pun. So he found out that it's actually taken from a famous manga comic series, mm. uh, or at least a inverted commas famous one. Uh, there's a big bit here which I will, I will say it's kind of a joke. It's a Japanese play on words, but there's no ah. English equivalent to this complex, <laughs> multi-levelled pun. Ah. Okay, so but I'll, I'll, sort of pun that, isn't it? I'll try I'll try and uh, sum it up. But the first word "urasai" is a mispronunciation or or a deliberate slurring of the Japanese word "urasai." which means yeah. annoying or noisy or obnoxious. Uh, so it, it, that seems to be saying obnoxious guys. Uh, but Uru is also the name of a fictional planet. Uh, so it's written as Yurohoshu Yatsuri, where Hoshi is the kanji for star. So it also means ah. the star of Yuru. Interesting, so it, because Kikijuri no did talk about stars, and I, and I didn't understand what he was talking about, so I didn't mention it. So it... it with all of that in mind, Yurusei Yatsura can mean noisy star guys, or perhaps mm -hmm. annoying fellows from planet Uru, or <laughs> even those obnoxious aliens. That that last one is the best band name than, that we've come up with so far, isn't it? Yes. The, and we, we those should give of, out those obnoxious aliens is not bad. And we should give another shout out to uh, 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 someone, uh, a friend of uh, Simon's, uh, by the name of Asaka Sudo, uh, an, an actual Japanese person who suggests a closer translation might be obnoxious rats. Oh. Uh, and then she remembered the manga comic, and she said that yeah, the the, the 
the, those obnoxious aliens is the closest to mm. that. So thank you to Asaka yeah, and nice. thank you to Simon for that mm. bit of bit of knowledge. Very good. We're very informative. Uh, I mean, we've got so many informative segments. We've got the cooking corner. We've got the the compost heap corner. We've got the. That was the, the same thing. That's the same thing. Well, having narrowly missed the the Robert Pollard section from the uh, the record shelves, uh, you'd be glad to know that it's now time for the Robert Pollard section of the show. Uh, and this time, I'm not going to play you a guided by voices song. Uh, and in fact, I'm not going to play you a song by Robert Pollard under his own name. Instead, I'm going to play you a song uh, by one of his many offshoot bands. But this is the one that's had the most albums, by quite a long way, actually. In fact, there have been 15 albums under the, the guise of Circus Devils. Oh, I was, about, I was about to have a guess. Is it Boston Spaceships or Circus Devils? Uh, well, Boston uh, Spaceships only five albums. Oh, uh, okay. Quite a long way back, but yes, so 15 albums by the Circus Devils, they're, they're seemingly now no more. Um, but I'm going to play a track from the 13th album, uh, which was Escape, and it was slightly different for uh, a Circus Devils album. Usually, they're, they're sort of uh, weird, murky, psychedelic, uh, a little bit frightening uh, stuff, but this one's that was a little bit more uh, acoustic, this album, um, and it's uh, definitely one of my favorites. It's called Escape. And the song I'm going to play you, actually, the song I'm going to play you, uh, I think is probably my favourite Circus Devils song. And there are a lot, as you can imagine. And there's actually on the uh, the Facebook uh, group, Glad by Voices fan group, uh, there was a poll recently for uh, favourite Circus Devils songs, and this didn't come top. And, I, and so basically it was wrong. Although the top song that did come top was one that I also have played, which is the um, "Do the Nixon," which you'll remember from a few years ago. So does that mean that on the on the Facebook GBV group, you were outvoted by the other two Guided by Voices fans, Stuart Lee and what's his name from the, <laughs> what's his name, the actor who yeah. likes him, Paddy Considine? Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to rise. I'm not going to rise to that. No, I, please don't. No. no. Uh, so anyway, instead, I'm going to play a beautiful song called "Diamond Boys" by Circus Devils.
take a fall. There's an autograph photo of the Pope on my wall. But when I phone him, he never returns my call. But when I phone him, he never returns my call. But when I phone that Pope, he never returns my call. So earlier on, when you played your song, Something in My Eye, it reminded me of that song, Something mm. in My Ear, uh, mm. which is by The Bobs mm. uh, from their album Shut Up and Sing, uh, which is a strange album of kind of They Might Be Giants-esque uh, silly songs um, mm. with um, daft lyrics. Uh, <laughs> that one, the, the lyrics of that one, it starts off as a kind of, bit like that Ain't Got You Springsteen song where he's singing about all the things, I've got this and I've got that and I've got this and I've got that, but I ain't got you. It starts mm. off like, like that and it ends up being about how the Pope never returns their phone calls. <laughs> it's very, very bizarre songs. And the whole album's a bit like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, it, seems, it seems appropriate to follow a Bob Pollard song with a, a song by the Bobs. Well, yeah. So well done. I, think, no, I, I, I think I can confidently say that that, that last song was a song that, uh, that our listener will, the listener will either love or hate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're after, isn't it? Yeah. Divide that audience. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, I've got some correspondence as well. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, it, se- it seems to be from... Well, it seems to be from Gellert the dog. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, what does that say? It says... Hello, wizard. I, I won't do the voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah. Hello, wizards, says Gellert. Uh, love the podcast. Well... Yeah, we, we, we do our best. Um, just thought I'd drop you a line to fill in some details from a few weeks ago on podcast episode 94. Kiki was admiring Chorizo's pint glass with the word wizard on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was on it. Yeah. Uh, and Chorizo told a story about how he acquired it. You nicked it, didn't you? Yes. Well, yeah. Probably in Wales. Yeah. 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 In any case, oh, sorry, in case any of my police dog friends are listening, we'll gloss over the bit where he confessed to having stolen it. Huh? From a pub and quickly move on to the part where he couldn't remember the name of the town in Wales where the pub was located. But he said that there was a memorial to a dead dog in that town. My ears pricked up at that point because I realised he was talking about me. I was the faithful dog that belonged to Llewellyn, who was Prince of North Wales in the 13th century, and my grave is a popular tourist attraction in the town named in my honour Bed Gellert. Or Beth Gellert, maybe. Hmm. That's, that's the place, yeah. That's the place I was talking about. Ah, keep up the great work with your podcast and good luck with this whole pesky virus business. Woof, woof, Gellert the dog. P.S. Have you got any biscuits? Well, that's a really good email, isn't it? It's a really good email. Well done. What a good boy. Well done. What a good boy you are. What a great... Who's the good... I did the emails. Good boy. Good boy. Trustthewizards.com. Middle-aged men with a podcast. How original. Well, uh, you might recall on the last podcast, uh, I set myself a, a listening project. Um, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd watched a documentary about Elliot Smith, which I really enjoyed, and uh, thought, well, I don't really know anything of his music, apart from one song. And, and actually, that song, it turns out, isn't on any of the albums that I've, I've forced myself to listen to. Anyway so that sounds quite negative. I listened to uh, the five Elliot Smith albums that were released in his lifetime. 
uh, to try and get a, a feel for why so many people rate him so highly, and, and yet I, I kind of missed out. And I have to say that I, I generally quite enjoyed them. I think they're albums I'd go back and listen to again in the most part. Um, it's quite an interesting journey that he goes on. He starts with the first couple of albums are very much just him and a guitar. Um, I thought it, it reminded me a little bit of Lou Barlow, mm-hmm. um, sort of solo acoustic Lou Barlow, uh, um, perhaps a little bit prettier um, in terms of song, I mean. Um, and then it, it sort of built, and, and then towards the end, it was, it was a fully fleshed, I mean, a little, a little bit soft rocky for me, for my tastes at the mm-hmm. end of the, his uh, recording life. Um, nevertheless, uh, it was an enjoyable experience, and I, and I, I say I'll go back probably to to the albums. Um, and I, I've made a little playlist actually, which I'll put on our blog. Of the, I think it was fourteen songs in the end that I, I really liked uh, from across the five albums. Um, but the the album that, that probably I liked the most was the the third one, which is called Either Or, uh, and it kind of sits in the middle of the the very lo-fi acoustic stuff of the first couple of albums and the, the more polished stuff of later on. So it's sort of that, that perfect balance, really. Um, uh, so I'm going to play you a song from that album, Either Or, uh, which is, uh, I think, the one that's stuck in my head the most. Um, and if you were to push me and say, what's your favourite Elliot Smith song, I can now tell you that my favourite Elliot Smith song is Pictures of Me. Stupid acting smart Flirting with the flicks You say it's just for kids You'll be the victim of your own dirty tricks You got yourself to tease and displease
So everybody's dying just to get the disease, says Elliot Smith there on the song. Uh... Pictures of me. Pictures of me. Pictures you. of me, yeah. Yeah, which is not a cover of The Cure. No, well, that will be pictures of you. Ah. Or pictures of Lily. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't there pictures of Max Stalkman or something? Isn't that the status quo, I think, as well? Yeah, stop, stop, stop. Uh, the, uh, that, that's actually my favourite Elliot Smith song as, as oh, well. Oh, would you believe it? Yeah. And you, uh, know, you only know two songs. So no, I, no I, I know, I've got. I've actually got one of his CDs, the album with the light brown cover that's got Waltz number two on it. I've got that. I don't particularly like it. Uh, mm. I've never really managed to get into it. And then that that song I've got on a, on a to, we've already talked today about uh, uh, free stuff given away with magazines, but uh, there's a it must have been when South Park was popular because they called it Annual Probe. The oh, enemy gave away a CD and two CDs in fact called Annual Probe, nice. uh, um, and it had uh, Arab Strap and uh, uh, Gomez and uh, people like that. I, mean, I remember it had a really good live live version of This Is Yesterday by Manic Street Preachers on it. But it also had that uh, Elliot Smith song on it, which was a, a big favourite. I reckon there's, yeah. some, there's some pretty tricky guitar chords in that song. Well, I, I'm not sure there is. I think it's just <laughs> kind of, I think it's more of the arrangement. I'm, I'm, and, 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 yeah. and, it, and sort of Beatles-y bass lines where they're not playing the root note. Oh, yeah, right. I think that, it reminded me, I, I, I think... It sounds sounds a bit like Brendan Benson, doesn't it? With it trying to get that sort of weird sort of early seventies sound. Mm. Uh, Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, and our friend Ballard, he does that very yeah, well, doesn't he? It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, uh, but just before we uh, we close the show with the final song, uh, uh, just uh, wanted to apologise. We've been having a few technical issues this evening, so if you've heard of sort of whistling sound or of sounds of sort of a uh, it sounds a bit like a plane taking off in the distance. It's not a plane taking off in the distance. It's just some problems we've had. We have stopped in the middle of the recording to try and sort it out, but we haven't been able to. So, uh, yeah. So a little peek behind the wizard's sleeve there. <laughs> I'm sure it won't, won't have affected your enjoyment of the show one way or the other. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it hasn't. Uh, but anyway, before we say goodbye, we've got one more song to play. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you. Uh, can, can you see that? Yeah, okay, can, yeah. I'm showing you a postcard there. Uh, yeah. It's RY, which stands for Reckless Yes, which is a, a independent record label who run one of these subscription services where you can pay them a sort of annual fee and they just send you everything that they release on their label. Yeah. Uh, they're lovely people, Sarah and Pete, lovely people. Uh, I, I met them at a record fair in Northwich uh, a couple of years ago to begin with. Uh, and then, yeah, I've, I've signed up for their label and they send me all kinds of good stuff. I basically signed up for their label on the strength of... Oh, there's that sound. Listen, there's that sound, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's not a plane. Uh, I don't know what it is. Sorry. Um, but uh, try not to get distracted. I, I am getting distracted, as you can probably tell. But try not to get distracted by that sound. You keep your focus better than I can. Um, yeah, so uh, it's a very good label. Stop... Wait... Kicker is now trying to distract me with his shut up and kiss me badge as well. It's all going on, you know. <laughs> I, but anyway, so I I signed up for the for the subscription service basically on the strength of the band Lines uh, L double I N E S who are on this label. Uh, and since I've received all kinds of great stuff, uh, really enjoying the new one from 
Bug Eye uh, very much, which is my favourite at the moment. But I'm going to play you a song by uh, an artist on their label called Eyeless Freight Frowley. Eyeless spelled E I L I S Frowley F R A W L E Y. She's from Australia. Uh, she's a singer and a songwriter and a drummer uh, mainly. There's some very interesting drums on her stuff. It's a four-track EP. Um, and I thought that this song is, is basically about, uh, you know, a, 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 a woman talking about feminism. And the, the message of it is basically you don't really understand unless you're a feminist. And I thought, what with everything that's going on in the USA at the moment, uh, with um, after the... Um, the protests that's going on and the president's reaction to it. And you see a lot of people talking a lot of crap on the internet and in real life, talking about uh, how, um, you know, relatively unracist certain places are in place in comparison to others. Well, if it's still a bit racist, then that's still racist. It's not good enough. So uh, I don't think it's the place of men to be telling women uh, what feminism it should be or is. Uh, any more than it is for uh, us to be telling people who've suffered racism that they're not really suffering racism. men, clever men, engaged men, insist on playing devil's advocate. Desirous of a debate on some aspect of feminist theory or reproductive rights or some other subject generally filed under the heading women's issues. These intellectual, clever, engaged men want to endlessly probe my argument for weaknesses, want to wrestle over details, want to argue just for fun. intellectual, clever, engaged men, why my voice keeps raising, and why my face is flushed, and why, after an hour of fighting my corner, hot tears burn down the corner of my eyes. Why do you have to take this stuff so personally, ask the intellectual, clever, and engaged men? who have never considered that the content of this abstract exercise that's so much fun for them is the stuff of my life. Men, 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 men,
that was Intellectual Men by Eilis Frawley from the EP Never Too Emotional. Thank you very much for listening. My name has been Chirito Garbanzo and... Hello. Yeah, oh, no, goodbye <laughs> uh, from, uh, from me, Kikaroo Bells. <laughs>